I'm Satya Nelms, and this is Our Mother's Gardens. On this show, we discuss the seeds our mother sowed in us, the ways we have grown, and how we learn to blossom. In this space, Black women that have learned to define success on their own terms share stories of their beginnings, healing, and thriving. Welcome and thank you for being a part of this community of mamas, grandmamas, aunties, sisters, cousins, daughters, and friends. Welcome uh, to our mother's gardens. Charlie, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And could you tell me and my listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. I am uh, a, a playwright primarily these days um, and a, a TV writer, newly to, uh, newly to TV writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I live uh, in Brooklyn, New York now. I just moved. Um, but New York is, is, has been home for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, what else, what else, what else should I tell you? What else do you want to know? Oh. Uh, I used to be a yoga teacher, oh, cool. um, back, uh, five years ago mm-hmm. when I lived in Philly. That was what I was doing. Um, and, uh, every once in a while I still have the pleasure of teaching, but more so these days I'm teaching playwriting, um, and things like that. Gotcha. How long did you live in Philly? I lived in Philly for four years. Wow, cool! Yeah, I live yeah. just outside of Philly now, so yeah. <laughs> no, I loved I loved Philly, and I I knew that I'd probably always move back to New York at some point, but mm-hmm. um, I would have been very happy to stay in Philly for longer. Yeah. So, what brought you to New York? What made you leave Philly? Um, at the time, I was I was dating someone who got a job mm-hmm. here, mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, uh, I was I was born in Queens. Both mm-hmm. my parents live in New Jersey and work in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so it always sort of seemed like oh, I would eventually mm-hmm. kind of make it back here, especially if I was going to pursue my theater writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But sure. that sort of just forced the forced the issue at the time. Um, gotcha. So so I, I, I left in the twenty fourteen. Cool. So. Yeah. What is a mother when you think of, you know, what that word means and what, you know, what comes along with it? What comes to mind? Um, the the first thing I guess I think of is, is nurturing. Um, you know, uh, I, I tend to think of, of mothers as nurturers as mm-hmm. um I just have this image of of people just holding each other mm-hmm. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. feeling feels like it uh traditionally or or, or uh, stereotypically whatever kind of word you want to use um is aligned with with a mother mm-hmm. you know um I think even about um the the experiments they have done, which mm-hmm. are horrible, but um, with monkeys and, and creating sort of like wire mothers versus mm-hmm. uh, mothers that were softer mm-hmm. and more comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, um, the monkeys still, they still wanted that they're nurturing no matter how sort of comfortable or physically uncomfortable the, the mothers were. Um mm. 
Um, and so I, I, I think about that, that we all sort of need that nurturing and traditionally that comes from a mother. Hmm. What is your earliest memory of being mothered? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I have learned in recent years that I don't remember a lot from mm-hmm. being little, mm-hmm. um, which is everyone sort of finds surprising because I have a pretty good memory in general, but, mm-hmm. uh, I don't have very many of my early memories. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. Um, I think perhaps one of my earliest memories is like sitting on my mom's lap and these kids I grew up with, I, I called them my cousins because our families were so close. Um, mm-hmm. like wanted to play and I didn't want to leave my mom's lap. Um, which I actually, at this point, I don't know if that's a true memory or if I've like recreated it from stories, Mm. Um, (laughs) you know, but, um, but that is one of like the, one of the earliest memories I I think I have of my mom Mm. or being mothered, I should say. That's such a sweet memory. So you said that you um, generally have a pretty good memory, but that you have, you know, a hard time pulling up early memories. Do you have any ideas or theories about why that is? Um, I mean, you know, uh, I, I, I guess my, my sort of working theory is that, you know, there there were parts of my childhood that were, were amazing. I was you know very, very lucky, mm-hmm. um, but there were some tough parts. And so... Uh, I always sort of assume that there there just might be some of those tough parts that like you know little girl Charlie luckily mm-hmm. didn't really remember to kind of mm. move forward you know yeah. um not not I you know I I don't imagine anything um incredibly traumatic or anything like that but I but mm-hmm. I do think um judging from the things that I end up feeling and talking about and noticing in myself now that there are some parts of uh of me that learned some lessons early on, mm-hmm. um, about, uh, about how, you know, of how one should express emotions, how one should deal with things mm-hmm. that I think point to me perhaps, um, trying to forget some stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And even like you said, you know, when you, have memories of early childhood it is often difficult especially when those memories are associated with like family lore it is hard to determine how much of it you actually remember and how much of it is story that you have put together um yeah yeah so of what you remember about yourself mm-hmm. as a child and, you know, what you know of yourself now, what do you think you needed most when you were a kid and when you were, and even into adolescence and growing up, like, what did you need from, from a mother? Do you mean what I, what I needed and maybe got or what I needed and didn't get or both? Um, I mean, well, for, for right now, just focusing on what do you feel you needed and then okay. you know in what ways was that aligned with what you received and in what ways mm-hmm. was it challenging um i think uh let me think about it 
I mean, I, I was, I mean, I'm still sensitive. Um, I've mm-hmm. always been sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I think I did, you know, need that nurturing. It's going to be okay. Um, a place to run to that felt safe. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think, uh, yeah, like, like being, being, uh, told that what I was feeling was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and to let myself feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I, and I think that I got some of that, mm-hmm. um, and maybe not all of it, but I think, um, Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. I guess it's sort of hard for me to answer that because I, I look and I can see, like, yes, I, I both needed that, but I think I also needed a little bit more of a backbone, mm. <laughs> um, you know, or, or a little bit more of a, okay, this is how you feel what you feel. Uh-huh. This is how you express what you feel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that it can go away or mm-hmm. so that you can work through it, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I don't think I got that part. Mm. Like I said, I just that's a good lesson that I feel like I'm I'm learning now. Mm-hmm. Um of like, mm-hmm. oh, you were angry, you want to discharge the anger. This is you have there's things to do to do that. Um okay. I think I got the I think I got a lot of the comforting. Mm-hmm. Um uh which I needed, but uh, yeah. you know, the, the 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 step after that. Yeah. Um yeah. So how have you created, you know, or how are you working to create those spaces for yourself in your adult life where you can mm-hmm. feel where you feel and where you feel safe to express what you feel? I mean, I mean, I, I feel like that's the, that's the work that's still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I am now in, in a relationship where, you know, he can tell I'm upset and then I'll be like, yep, I'm upset. And then uh, he's like, okay. And he kind of walks away and I'm like, oh, I can tell someone I'm upset and then they don't get upset with me for being upset. You know, um, yeah. like that, that, that is, seems new. It seems very much what I need mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, like, no, there are going to be moments when you're annoyed with each other mm-hmm. and I should be able to tell you that mm-hmm. um, and not fear a response that is much bigger than the emotion that the, the annoyance or whatever mm-hmm. um you know and so i so i i feel like i i as an as an adult um you know have have found those sorts of relationships be them romantic or not through mm-hmm. trial and error error mm-hmm. <laughs> i think i've made i made uh and i won't say made mistakes but i i think you know um i'm just now landing at a point where I'm comfortable with a few people in my life truly being like, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that has, that has been a lot of work personally, a lot of work with therapy, a lot of work, body work, light work, you know, all the, all the different types of work yeah, um, yeah. that I um, have done, especially in the last like two, three years. Um just sort of land where I am. I, I, I do think some of those teachings also come from just what I what I do. I mean, I write mm-hmm. plays. I write about people. I write about emotions. I'm often writing the version of the scene that I wish was my real life version of the scene, or, or something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and so that just allows me a space 
to imagine what those conversations and feelings and places might be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I then take that piece to a group of people in a room in a space. And if I am not comfortable, that play is not going to grow and change the way it needs to. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, in my professional life, I've started to have to be clear about who and what are the people, the places that feel safe for me. So yeah. I've had to begin to name that, mm-hmm. um, in order for my work to grow. And so I'm sure, you know, there's probably a direct connection, whether I see it or not to my personal life also mm-hmm. beginning to do that. Mm. I mean, that takes a lot of, of courage, you know, to, to name what you need, um, and to, you know, be, be vocal about it and, you know, to trust other people with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how, I mean, I guess it's, it's time, but how does one become, you know, brave enough to do that? Like, where does that, where does that courage come from? Uh, my short answer is I have no idea. <laughs> um, you know, I think, um, you know, my, my sort of my entire life, I've like done things where somebody been, has been like, Oh, that like that was really brave of you or really courageous. Mm-hmm. And to me, it just, it really doesn't feel that way. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like there's so many things in my life that I'm a scaredy cat over. Um, and, and I don't know why, um, something like naming that in a, in a workspace doesn't mm-hmm. feel, fill me with terror in the same way that like naming it with a person does, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so, so my, so my short answer is like, I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I, I think also, I mean, I, I used to teach, um, like storytelling mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that I would really sort of lean on or, or sort of realize is like you know you can sort of fake it till you make it right mm-hmm. like you can if you can get yourself to imagine yourself as the one who does x y and z who says this is what I need mm-hmm you know, there's a way in which, okay, today I'm playing the role of Charlie, <laughs> who is comfortable saying that. Mm. Mm-hmm. That was always helpful for me, but I'm somebody who, like, grew up doing theater. So, like, mm-hmm. playing a, a role is sometimes helpful for me <laughs> to, mm-hmm. like, get into it. And then I'm like, oh, no, now I'm myself. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like that. And, of course, that is me, too, right? I'm not, I'm not putting on an accent and a costume and, and pretending to be something completely different. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying the, the version of myself that is comfortable saying yes. that mm-hmm. let's play her today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when I go in for an interview, you're playing, I'm playing the role of the person who's very confident and knows that she deserves this job. Mm-hmm. Even though every part of me is like, ah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know? So I do think that for me, um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit like, do what you got to do. If you have to, you have to, you got to put on the blazer. You have to, you know, do the superhero pose. You have to, mm-hmm. you know, write the email 20 times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, it, you know, do what you, you sort of have to do to, to get yourself to do that. And sometimes it also takes other people, mm-hmm. you know, so being, you know, I, I work with artists that know me well. And so 
Um, sometimes I don't even have to do that work because they are already being like, okay, you know, Charlie would love to work with this person. This person's going to, you know, um, be honest and sensitive to what she's trying to do. Let's mm-hmm. have her in the room, you know? So, you know, uh, I also feel like it's, you create your, your team, your posse, your, your group, you know, right. um, who has your back and who sort of reminds you, um, of, of what you need to do and sometimes is able to even, you know, take some of the steps out mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the way I, I have, have figured it out. And, mm-hmm. you know, now, now I don't feel like I have to put on that hat as much, but at the beginning I certainly, I certainly did of like, I mean, putting on the hat of the person who knows what exactly what she needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Even if that, even that's not who I am all the time. So you said that you, you know, grew up um, in in the theater. How did your mother support, you know, this vision that you had of, you know, being in the theater and, you know, that being your passion? How was she supportive of that? Or how um, did she feel about it? Or I'm sorry, or, or what? I'm sorry. How did she feel about it? Um, I think, you know, uh... I think, I mean, I think, I think I, I've been lucky to have two, two supportive parents, but, mm-hmm. um, uh, with my mom, I mean, some of it was sort of happenstance, you know, she, I was basically raised, um, like I lived with my mom mm-hmm. and my dad lived close by, but mm-hmm. you know, there were, there were days that it felt like my mom was more of a single mom than, mm-hmm. than not. Um, and, and because of that, and because I was her only child, you know, I got dragged a lot of places. Mm-hmm. So I read a lot and I watched a lot of movies and TV. <laughs> um, and whether that, you know, some people now might be like, oh, that's terrible, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, I began to make worlds in my head. And mm. I began to, you know, know movies by heart and know exactly how those actors said those lines and mimicking them. And, um, and so I think some of that support kind of came not even purposefully it just sort of came with the territory Mm. um and then you know when I was in school and I was auditioning for things and you know all that like you know even now my mom um you know she's just at everything Mm. um she proofreads most of my applications (laughs) still because I'm a terrible proofreader um you know uh just always um you know never saying you know my mom has never said you should do something else mm-hmm. um and I tried I tried when I was living in Philly at first I was in Philly because I was going to uh, I was getting my master's in social work mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't doing this um you know and to both my parents credit you know when I called them and said hi I'm gonna basically drop out of school and pursue this playwriting thing um they both were like, okay, (laughs) you know, um, and so I, I, I think honestly, that's in some ways was the, the, the biggest support was just them saying, okay. And just being like, okay, what do you need? Okay. When's your play? Okay. Mm. You know, when I I went to boarding school and so they would have to like drive up to plays, but they did, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I, I, I honestly think in some ways it was both, happenstance them just being or, you know my mom just being like cool cool what do you need mm-hmm. um and then sort of just taking a step back you mm-hmm. know there my mom wasn't like a 
you know, quote unquote, like, you know, like they say, like dance moms or something. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't <laughs> so involved mm-hmm. where it felt like it was out of my hands. It mm-hmm. felt very much in my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but she was there. You know, she got me to every rehearsal. She, you know, um, was at every show. Mm-hmm. She still would be at every show mm-hmm. <laughs> if Aww. she could. Um, <laughs> you know, so I, I, I think there's, there's a, it was, it was support, but it wasn't um, overly saturated support, if that makes sense. So you went to boarding school. What was it mm-hmm. like being mothered from a distance? And, you know, um, during that mm-hmm. crucial <laughs> adolescent time, what did that feel like? Um, I think, I think it was hard, but necessary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really, I was, I was really close to my mom. Um, you know, people sort of had bets about how long I would last at boarding school. Oh, and I, and I, so, you know, I, I surprised them by doing all four years mm-hmm. voluntarily. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and I honestly think it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, because it gave us both distance, mm-hmm. um, and I think it, it gave me a distance to during that time I got closer with my dad, um, which I'm not sure if that would happen. Um, mm-hmm. And it just sort of gave me equal distance from both of my parents, so I got to know both of them in mm-hmm. a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, if that if that sort of tracks, but. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think it's, you know, like I was saying, I was, I was sensitive, but I, I, and I needed the nurturing, but I also kind of needed the backbone and I kind of had to begin to grow that backbone. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't, I could run back to my dorm room and call my mom and cry, but eventually I would have to mm-hmm. get myself to class. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had to do, you know, I had to figure out my laundry. I had to, if I didn't like the food, I had to figure out another way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and sure doing that at 14 some people would be like that's crazy um but I think it was helpful for me mm-hmm. um and it made like college so much easier yeah um <laughs> and I'm glad I was I, I'm glad I was homesick and crying at 14 and 15 and not you know 18 and 19 yeah. um yeah you know and I uh yeah I I, I think it um it just allowed us to um, get to get to know each other in a little bit of a different way. I also suspect if I had been home that like I, my mom and I would have had a lot of fights. <laughs> my teenagers. They're just like fights that we have now, like, you know, and I'm 33, almost 34 and that I'm, ha- you know, I'm like, are we having this fight? Because we did not have it when I was 16. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, you know, and it feels like we didn't fight about whether or not I locked my bedroom door mm-hmm. at 16. So we fight about it now when I'm like, I'm a grown woman. Like, uh-huh. I'm going to lock the door. My mom's like, I just don't understand why I locked the door. Um, so, like, we have these, like, crazy fights. Um, you know, not even fights, just, like, disagreements. But, I, you know, I, I just imagine if I'd been there for some of that, mm-hmm. that some of that would have happened already. You know, so for good or for bad, um, you know, I got through my teenage years closer to my parents, probably, unlike some of my friends who, who stayed close to their parents and, <laughs> and were like, gotta go. You know? Gotcha, gotcha. So, in what ways do you think your mother has shaped who you are now? Um, in a lot of ways. I'm very similar to my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, especially, I think, emotionally. I, th- I think I have both 
my parents, but I joke, my mom is sensitive too. Mm -hmm. Um, and I definitely have that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, I think I'm a little bit more sensitive. (laughs) She can go to anger a little bit quicker than I can. Um, but, uh, but I think I definitely have that, you you know, I can always tell like, she'll be on the phone I'll be like stop moping through the phone you're moping through the phone because I can t- I can tell because I do the same thing it's the mm-hmm. same thing that I do um so I, I I think in a lot of ways my emotional life um you know she was the one I I was mirroring so mm-hmm. um you know I, I think I have that I think I have you know my mom really is a nurturer she is really someone who wants to take care of other people sometimes to their own detriment. Mm. Um, and I do think that I have that instinct as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm a little bit better now at, at, um, you know, stopping before it gets to be too bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely, you know, I definitely recognize that as, as a thing that I have from her, which is both lovely, you know, and difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, um, uh, you know, my, my mom, she always was starting, like, she was always, like, doing her own companies and, like, starting her own businesses and wanting to do things under her own, in her own way, on her own terms, mm-hmm. on her own terms. Um, and I think I'm a little bit like that. I mean, I think, you know, being a playwright, being a writer sort of allows me to do that a little bit easier than she does, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, but, um, you know when I, when I was thinking about all these other jobs that I, I could sort of have, mm-hmm. um, I always eventually imagined being the one sort of like running the thing. So I'd be like, I'm going to get annoyed. I'm going to get annoyed <laughs> because they're like, they're not going to do it the right way. Um, and I just, just going to want to do it. And I think I have a little bit of that in, in, uh, from her. She also was also, I, I didn't really get to see it much as a kid, but my mom used to like draw a lot. She used to like paint, and so I think there's some of the, the artistic side, um, is, is from her as well. I get it from, I'm getting it from, honestly from both sides of the family, but, um, I think, you know, part of her support and her saying, okay, I think is because that she, you know, she did those things, um, mm-hmm. even if they weren't pursuits that she wanted to, um, to follow more professionally. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. And what's your most recent memory of being mothered by your mother? Um, I mean, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm sensitive. So if something comes through with my writing or doesn't come through with my writing, mm-hmm. you know, if I get a rejection, if I get, um, a note that I dislike or whatever, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that, you know, uh, I can call my mom. Mm-hmm. I have called my mom, you know, um, last week I was dealing with this and, you know, was able to sort of spout all the different emotions that I was having. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and her, you know, she just sort of listens, mm-hmm. you know, that's, um, so I, I think between that and then just like, you know, I'm like, Oh, you know, my boyfriend annoyed me this way. And she's like, just listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's just, you know, whatever, uh, is sort of, uh, on my list of things that I need to like get out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's, she's still there, very good about listening. Um, mm-hmm. and I, you know, just do my best to, to 
repay the offer now, Mm. you know? Yeah. And so do you think that when you are interacting with friends, with cousins, you know, with people that you love and care about when they, you know, call you up, do you find that you, you know, not mimic, but, you know, do what you've been taught, you know, that you Mm -hmm. listen, Mm -hmm. is that primarily what you do? And is that how you care for the people that you love when they need you? For, 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 for some, sure. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I definitely have friends, like I have a a, a really good friend. We went to high school and college together and, and she has said to me, you know, she'll, she'll be like, you don't actually tell me what's bothering you. You just listen to what's bothering me. Mm. Um, and I'm, you know, I try to be a little bit different about that, but, um, and I, and I notice I do it in my relationship too, where like, Mm -hmm. they'll be like, these are all the things that are on my mind. And they'll look at me and be like, what's on your mind? And I'm like, "Hmm." um, (laughs) you know, and and so I, so I do notice that, uh, that I do that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, there's, you know, it makes sense that I was going to social work. I was going into, to be a, a a therapist, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mm -hmm. to be someone who, his job was to listen you know mm-hmm. I was like a student we called them student listeners in high school where like mm-hmm. I was trained so that if a student was going through something they could come to me first if, before they were going to a formal therapist mm-hmm. so like, there's a way in which like my entire life is you know, I've had <laughs> the relationships that I've built you know um but even you know th- there's been a joke that I am my dad's therapist and that's hilarious because my dad is calling me right now as I say that um, <laughs> um and uh um dad stop calling um um, but I so I so I do I do notice that and I do think one of the things that I um think about a lot is is and I think about in terms of my mother too where I'm like okay I've just unloaded all this onto my mom Mm -hmm. is does she have someone to unload onto Mm, you know mm-hmm. um and i notice often that sure i love being the person you have an issue you need to talk about it you need to cry it out like mm-hmm. like there is part of me that you know feels weird to say i, I enjoy being that person but i but i do mm-hmm. um you know but i'm also now as i get older way more aware of like okay but are you also indulging that conversation because you don't want to talk about yourself or you don't want to Mm -hmm. reveal what you're going through um so so yeah so it's like I do find myself doing that but I also find myself being like okay mom wasn't very good about being like okay I'm going through something today Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know (laughs) um like maybe we should talk later Mm -hmm. you know um and so how can I you know how can I sort of bring that into my not practice, but my, um, everyday Mm. interactions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, you know, that's an, an amazing lesson to learn, you know, from your mother and Uh through your mother. Um, what is another, you know, or what is one of the best lessons that you've learned from your mother or the, or through the way that she's mothered you? Um, I think this is hard because I don't know. I don't know if I have fully um, let the lesson in. Mm. But I do think you know my mom loves so 
ferociously almost, mm-hmm. you know, so deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves family. She loves, you know, um, she, my mom hasn't really had very many romantic relationships since I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the few that I've sort of seen gleaned, you know, my mom really does seem to like love with her whole heart and trust with her whole heart. Mm. Um, and I, and I, you know, I think I've seen my mom get hurt. So I have in turn been like, Oh no, (laughs) that's dangerous. Clearly not the right choice. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that there, there is a beautiful lesson there of like, you know, what if you do lead with love? What if you do, what if that is the emotion and the feeling and the relationship that you sort of bring to the forefront Mm. as opposed to what I sometimes do, which is assuming everything's going to fail and that everything's terrible. Mm. (laughs) You know, um, you know, there's a balance to be struck um, for sure. But like, I, I, I do think that she... You know, she, you know, she starts every business. This is going to be it. This is going to be the good, you know, this is going to succeed. She has mm-hmm. a, a, a positivity that's linked to that love that I think is, is very good. And I, I um, am envious of it because I think, you know, I saw the disappointment that comes with it and have experienced my own disappointments. So I've tried to protect myself from, from Mm -hmm. that. And that sometimes means that I don't, um, I don't let the love in or the positivity in Mm -hmm. as much. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, I think, you know, I rather feel those, the positivity and the love Mm -hmm. and then the disappointment later, as opposed to just feeling somewhere in the middle, you know, like Mm -hmm. I rather feel the, the, the beauty of those emotions mm. and the way that she does. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, I think that that is, it's a difficult thing to, again, to be vulnerable. You know, that mm-hmm. takes, mm-hmm. I think that takes a courage, a bravery that you have to build up over time. Um, yeah, it's, it can be a lot to ask of yourself. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, it's, it's the roller coaster, right? So like, I, mm-hmm. I'm also like much, much more aware of my mom now in her late sixties and mm-hmm. what she's feeling than she was, you know, at this, at my age, I was one, <laughs> you know, she was my age, you know? So, you know, so it's, it's interesting too, cause it's like, you know, I don't know fully the, the, her own roller coasters with that, mm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm only remembering from a certain time in her life and, mm-hmm. and of course know much more of it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it, it's interesting and, and I'd be curious to sort of one day ask more about like, you know, when you were this age, mm-hmm. <laughs> were you feeling more like I am or were you always <laughs> that way? You know, or is that something that you, you, that she had to, to nurture and grow again as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, so yeah. And that, you know, I mean, that is, that's such an interesting point that from the time we come to know our mothers, they've mm-hmm. already done so much living, mm-hmm. you know, so, right. so we, 
we like come into the story in the middle or Mm -hmm. like a third of the way or something like that. So what we know, you know, in a way is not a complete, a complete story. Right. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, I, I still feel like I'm hit over the head sometimes with the fact that like, Oh my, um, you know, in this case, my, my mother is a, is a person, Mm. (laughs) you know, with her own (laughs) history and life and, and feelings and, like things that don't have to do with me mm-hmm. um you know uh and just I mean you know that's that's you know there, there are lots of reasons for that that's our perspective but it's also you know the way that sometimes society frames motherhood mm-hmm. um you know yeah. but um I'm sort of very grateful for those sort of knocks upside the, the head to, to be like right like mm-hmm. I'm not the the only thing in her life nor should I be mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like I shouldn't be right. um you know and so I I appreciate those sort of come to Jesus moments <laughs> yes yes for sure thank you for listening to this episode of our mother's gardens if you want to support the show you can make a sustaining donation on patreon by visiting our page our mother's gardens Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at Our Mother's Gardens PC. Our Mother's Gardens is a Honey Bunch of Stinkweed production. The podcast features music produced by Pata.